Thank you for tuning in to Dead House Whispers, a Dead House Sonata fan podcast, where we discuss all things Dead House Sonata related, be it books, movies, TV, and video games. You can find Dead House Sonata at deadhousesonata.com for even more info, and don't forget to check it out on Discord, Facebook, and your other social medias. That's deadhousesonata.com. Thanks for listening. There is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. Joined, as always, by my partner, Faceless Mike. Greetings, hello, and welcome. And uh, how are you doing today, Mike? Not too bad, not too bad. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week, I'll tell you. And Agreed. I'm setting up our back end here. Yes. And getting all that set up, and we'll see who else is in our chat. Oh, we've already got Wyvern Tamer in here. Hello. Ah, uh, good. Hello, hello, everyone. And uh, oh, it'll be jazz, a joy. All the fun stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, fun social media stuff and all the merchandise they have over at deadhousenada.com, uh, I've got a new display coming. And it's very windy. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I am outside. A... It's very windy. I'm blowing away. <laughs> I, I've got a new disc plate showing up soon. Ah, nice. What's the disc plate that uh, you ordered? To, to continue with my uh, tarot card addiction. Ah. So I've already got Exsanguinate and I've missed form on the way. Mm-hmm. And I'll be running out of wall space soon. But I will collect all those tarot cards, I tell you. Yes. I can't wait for like the physical actual actual physical packs of the tarot cards. That'll be cool. Uh, it's, uh, lurking uh, mid D and D and D. Oh yes, those ones. Yes, exactly <laughs> those ones. Well, not exactly these. This is just a yes, yes. Funky... That's that's a really cool mock-up. I like that. I that's like that. just uh, that's just something I give out to people for fun to promote Deadhouse, which I still nice. have to send some to yourself. That's and Tarek, a, actually. That's, yes, yes, I promise, Tarek. Tarek. <clears throat> I have a I have a friend who makes tarot cards um, on the side on a business. I they have an Etsy or whatever for it. But no, I love that. I love the uh, side note, guys. Really quickly, uh, feel free to check out Etsy and just Google tarot cards on Etsy. You'll find a bunch of custom made custom-made ones um, that are like traditional medieval tarot cards. They also have um, like like Lovecraftian, like Cthulhu tarot cards. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, the, it's the basic tarot lineup, but it's just all these different iterations of it. And that's what I like about tarot is that you could literally have walls of just the same tarot cards, but all by different artists. It's, it's great. It's great. There's one um, that I think specifically is meant to look like the yellow book, which was an old book <laughs> from the... Uh, the medieval ages and it is like a self-help book or something called the yellow book and it's oh. got just a very stark black and yellow uh color scheme um and it's very it's very cool it's very cool uh i've, yeah, been, horribly dis- stuff. I've been horribly distracted lately because i discovered on instagram there's someone who's like kickstarting or doing some type of fundraising thing they're making a tarot deck based yeah. on elden ring Oh, that's cool. Uh, that looks really cool. I'm like, hey, they're stealing our idea. That's really cool. I like the <laughs> it's, Elden Ring. It's, it's a really cool bit. I'm looking forward to whenever the Dead House ones come out. Speaking yeah, no. of Dead House, uh, who managed to get to watch the stream the other week? 
Uh, I mean, I watched it personally. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody in here watched it, right? <laughs> I the, still never the, got to see it. <laughs> it was it was you and you and Cold in gaming, right? Yes. 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 That was trying out the latest build and uh, Mike slowly coming to terms with how telekinesis works because my psychic powers fail me at times. Yes. I wish I wish all psychic powers. I've been rewatching Stranger Things. I've been watching Stranger Things. Have you, you watched Stranger Things, Mike? I I'm gonna be honest. I got like four episodes in and ducked out. I might oh, have to dude, it dude, you got three. it. It's it's a slow burn. It's a very slow burn, but it gets like five or six episodes in, and then it gets good, you know. But uh, no, nah, man, she's got telekinetic powers, and it's the coolest thing. I'll trust you. You were right on the strain, so I'll tr- I'll yeah. trust you with this one. Strain, Connect yeah. Strain told is- me before. He's like, I was like, dude, I watched the first episode or two, and it was crap. He's like, give it a bit, give it a bit, keep yep, going, give it a bit. I don't know why television shows take like five or six episodes to get good now, but that's just how it is, I suppose. You're they supposed to be, to be good from the first episode. They all get a bad habit of getting canceled by season three. So <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I think The Strain probably should have been canceled by season three. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's another story. The Strain is a really good vampire show, guys. Um, this first season is fantastic. Great first season. Second season is okay. Third season is just garbage i i didn't like it at all and then i think i think there's their four seasons maybe maybe there's only three seasons i can't remember but yeah the strain great first season probably should have cut it off um i have not been able to play the latest update on the demo being too busy with terraria calamity really hard but awesome i can understand that and then i got sickened when i found out uh, how much time uh Temujin has been putting into the demo and i need to up my numbers i need to up my game yeah big time and i'm like, pretty vampires what's not to like exactly exactly yeah. well has to come back to nazis for some reason it's hellboy always it's the strain it's the whole, i mean uh, it's like the, the the purest form of evil right so why not you know turn nazis Whenever I villain. see that, I just keep thinking of what was it? Uh, that comedy show with the two English blokes. Oh, what was it called? <sighs> Blackadder. Uh, no, 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 not Blackadder. It was the one with. Um, it's because these two guys have been in like so many things. I can't remember the name of that particular show, but they're both dressed as Nazis. And he's like, Hans, "Are we the baddies?" <laughs> I mean, and it's like it is like <laughs> Nazis are guilt-free villains to villains kill. Exactly. To kill. Yes, yes, exactly. You know. That's the easiest way to go. Although I'm curious as to how we're going to be sealing with that in Deadhouse. Little Britain. No, not Little Britain. That Michelin web look. That's the one. Thank you very much, Mert. Yes, that was it. That Michelin web look. They, I got to look like, into that. like two or three different shows, you see, but it's the same two guys. And mm-hmm. I think they like switch networks or something. So like they, it's just a sketch comedy. Think like um, yeah. a more modern version of like Monty Python, that kind mm-hmm. of level of humor, you know, <laughs> only not half yeah. as good. No one touched Monty Python in my books, but yeah, no, that's, no, a, bit, that's a bit old school, you know. Uh, Monty Python is legendary. Monty Python is legendary. Are um, we the baddies? Yeah. that's it is The a, clip is called Are We the Baddies? Oh. <laughs> You'd be able to YouTube that. Only communists yeah. are more free to do them uh, not being people with property of the state, and you can't kill property. <laughs> we need to be careful. We're skating close to yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're skating very close to Twitch TOS there. Um, we, uh, we can. We can getting, uh, I would say we're getting demonetized on YouTube, but I'm fairly certain we're yeah. not anyway. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Probably not. Um, I will say final, final topic on... Uh, 
on the uh, the big the big red bad guys. Um, they had really good fashion sense. Did you know that their clothes were designed by Hugo Boss? Gives a whole new meaning about get the boss look, huh? <laughs> yeah, like Looks seriously. Like a boss. <laughs> I I uh, I didn't know this. I did not know this until someone like mentioned it or something. I was watching a stream or whatever, and someone was like, "Yeah, the Nazis' clothes were designed by Hugo Boss, world famous fashion designer." I'm like, seriously? Is that why they're so stylish? Like minute, they're evil, was... but they dress so well. Wait a minute. There was a South African version of what we do in the shadows. Seriously? I know there was an Australian. Well, Australian slash New Zealand, like because what we do in the shadows ty- is so it's ty- good. Taika Waititi, like, but yeah, I didn't know if there's a South African. I've known that fact for it. at least a few years. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, what we do in the shadows is such a good show and a great movie. It's oh man, the movie Matt is Barry fantastic. is fantastic. Yeah, that's the the original one is Australia. Yeah. I didn't know there was a South African. You need to send me that. Yeah, I need to see that because that that needs to keep going. Like the the what we do in the shadows could have been branched out, and there could have been like different countries' versions. Yeah. because they're all different characters in different places, which would be fantastic. Like that comedy, great. it could write itself and expand out to just the cultural faux pas of each place and people being displaced from play, from like different countries and stuff. Like I loved in the in the old Australian one, it's like where your man like he actually went to, or what, no, I think it was the the American TV show. Where your man actually came to the new world. Yes. Follow, follow your one and your one's like 90 years old now. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's so good, man. It's so good. Um, I just, I'm watching waiting season three Scottish. now. Yeah. Um, waiting for the Scottish one. Oh. Waiting for the Scottish one. Oh, that'd be, I would love that. I would love a, a Scottish uh, what we do yeah, in the shadows see, it works well you guys can ireland. go out in the daylight just because it's cloudy and crap all yeah, the time it, that's why it works great in ireland and scotland because like where they do in that like in that twilight crap where they're like oh it's in washington because it's always dark and overcast Ooh. it's like welcome to ireland england scotland wales greenland and iceland <laughs> yeah it's always dark even when it's sunny it's dark yeah <laughs> i would love a uh I would love a, a 30 days of night TV series, but it's comedy instead. And it's just what we do in the shadows, but it's 30 days a night. Um, Cause it's Alaska. It's dark for a month. His weird. I am. Hey guys. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> guys. Okay. So I'm going to actually submit something to uh, the world anvil uh, community thing for dead house. And it's just going to be <laughs> a really dark comedy of what we do in the shadows parody for dead house. Sonata. Dude, I want to see like, yeah, I, I know a lot of people mightn't be familiar with it, but one of Terry Pratchett's books and the series is like based on the guards, the watch and all like that, but there's like guards, guards, guards and the watch and stuff mm-hmm. only with sentinels of the Thasian Empire. Like, you know, the guards, the city guards and yeah. all that. Like yeah. that, because it adds an extra element of like all this stuff goes wrong. Plus the dead are trying to destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> like it just adds so much like extra layers of comedy to the idea it's like you know there's all the the standard foibles that go wrong in magical mythical high fantasy stuff and then the dead just rolls through too it's randomly for reasons we don't quite understand ghouls just keep showing up out of nowhere and you know there was a banshee last uh... week the opening could be the opening could be an homage to uh, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the the ding ding. Oh, if if I get my way, there will be a Monty Python reference somewhere. Oh, definitely, in 100%. Dead House. I will be pushing for that big time. I'm waiting for a three 
three liches to be dressed up like the Spanish Inquisition? Nobody <laughs> inspects. Uh, what would it be then? So oh, with the makeup the... of that house, we've got the hand, we've got the noblesse, we've got the shambling horde. You could quite f- literally have just an Inquisition in in dead house right <laughs> you know and then just there there you go there. <laughs> oh to be hilarious speaking on that while we're talking about that level of comedy since you've all seen what way the demo has been shaping up and all like that what would you like to see coming up into the future in it itself because yeah. like we can't talk much about our actual playthroughs of it calypso because like no. as you know some of us here in the chat uh by the way if anyone hasn't played the demo and would actually like to get access to the demo all you need to do is have a supporters pack of any kind whether it's a founders pack from back in the day or pick up a supporters pack now show up to the stream at the end of the month and type in the chat whenever i say so that's all you need to do it'll probably be something simple because dennis said it before we just type one in the chat last time i think it was type 333 uh, six, yes, six, yes, six, it was. He, and the and the I cheapest in, and you're in. I can promise. The cheapest you. supporters pack. The cheapest supporters pack, guys, is thirty bucks. Thirty bucks is the price of a literal regular game on PC. It's the price of a normal indie game chat. on PC. <laughs> um, not this chat. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you buy food for thirty dollars. Like guys, guys, if you have yet to support Dead House, not and you guys so want where access, I live, that's Oscar pretty Watches much a pizza and some chicken. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I literally spent $30. <laughs> I spent 30 bucks yesterday on dinner and I was crying myself to sleep because I spent $30 <laughs> on dinner. Um, but yeah, like 30 bucks is not a, a one-time fee of $30 or a one-time fee of $50 or a one-time fee of $125. If you guys really want to sh- shell out for the Ash and Ring pack. By the way, um, you didn't hear it from me. It might be worth your while grabbing the Ash and Ring pack. Yes, I kind of want to grab the Ash and Ring pack for myself. Um, just as a thing. Just as a thing, yeah. <laughs> what does that actually include here? 12050 Platinum, access to the first and the second age, the Ash and Ring Forum badge, which if you guys are achievement hunters, you will want that badge anyway. Um, a Harbinger Forum badge, oh, another badge. Um, Ash and Ring Discord role, which is cool. Um, digital art book and soundtrack. Who doesn't like soundtracks? I and art think books? it is. The Ash and Ring armor set and the sigil brand, all that stuff. It sounds super. Oh, and the standing bell. That's right. I forgot about the bell. The bell, the bell. Uh, Rev, I think that is the one you have. Let me double check here. Um, and while Mike is doing that, uh, if I want to refresh myself on the stream while we do everything live, I'm terrible at this thing, guys. Um, yes, it is, Rep. Yes, it oh, okay, is. cool. It is. Uh, handy, handy bits of having the tools with the Discord access for the Deadhouse stuff just off screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I completely forgot. Um, there was a new community community uh, submission thing that came out. The, uh, the Banshee one. I have yet to listen to it, but it sounds really cool. I'm, the I'm in The Threads of Fate. You're in that? Hmm. <laughs> Unintentionally, I got roped into it. Y'all got to listen to that. You get to nice. hear me acting. That's the second time we heard you act, hear you acting, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Acting, pretending like I can have skills and talents. I keep forgetting I'm in some of these because I got like I didn't intend to be in these because we wanted to let more of the community members out. But some people bailed out. Because of mm-hmm. like various commitments and stuff like that, and time resort. So it's like, Mike, read these lines. Like, uh oh. 
<laughs> quick, quick! Just pretend like you—you you don't even have to—you don't even have to uh, uh, say them seriously. Just read them. Um, oh I no, I did. Use... I gave it hundred and ten percent. I am, I am characterized as guy. Ah, I yes. am guy. <laughs> guy is my favorite <laughs> random, character. Random, random dude that gets killed. I think. <laughs> hey, uh, it's my favorite Wilhelm part scream. to play in horror movies. My favorite thing to do in horror movies is be guy who gets killed. Yeah, that's that's great. It's way would, more uh, fun. No one wants to be the survivor. Nothing ever interesting happens. You're just running. Yeah, exactly. You and then you're going to play with all the special effects. You're going to die in the last few minutes before the credits roll anyway, like with that jump scare or whatever. Or in the post-credit scene. Or in the Don't post-credit forget, scene. Friday the Thirteenth was one of the first to do that. Yes. Marvel exactly. gets all the credit these days, but you know. Man. Shout out to my boy Ari. I feel for Marvel movies, instead of having us wait half an hour for the credits to actually end, they just please show us right after the movie ends, a little post credit scene, you know? Yeah, even if it's just like it's one minute into two. the credits, I've been conditioned now that every time a movie ends, I must sit and wait till the end of the credits because I have trust issues now. Yep. Because yep. recently, uh, Thanks, me, me and my son and my partner went to see uh, Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is um, fantastic. And yes, it has a post-credit scene, for anyone wondering. Because of course it does. Although, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but they jumped the shark here a little. They went a little bit too far ahead. Like we could. What did you, what did you think of it, Sonic? I love Sonic Two. No spoilers. Oh, I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. They, I don't know how, but they somehow managed to take Sonic Two and Sonic Three, the video game, and make them into a movie. Yes, that makes sense. Bit too much human interaction for it, though. Like there was, there was bits, and it was like really. Really? Yeah, like, like I we felt have to skip through this and get back to the little blue hedgehog. Thank you. I feel that was the problem with the with the first movie. It's like, oh, how do we uh, how do we make a guy who's the fastest thing on the a little hedgehog who's the fastest thing on the world um, make how do we He's make that into, into a movie? Well, you make it a road trip movie and you just shove him in a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Don't forget, fastest thing alive. <laughs> I uh, I love Sonic too, though. I I. Oh, I loved it. I, my, my adult geeky self was freaking out during that movie. It was great. Dude, I was sitting there and I couldn't believe that like nearly 30 years later, like this was my childhood. And right. Like 30 years later, I'm sitting watching this movie in the cinema. It was the same feeling I had going watching the first and I was like, this doesn't seem real. This seems somewhat surreal in this bizarre way. And yeah. not in the bad way. I, the bad way when I watched the old Super Mario Brothers so I remember, I'm old enough to remember when that came out. We were all really excited. Yeah. And we were also young and stupid enough to not realize how bad it was at the time. I was thinking about that movie literally the other day while I was at work. And I was like, wait, why are they called the Super Mario Brothers? I'm like, oh, yeah, because Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, uh this this is all to uh, to clue you guys in that there will be a Mario Deadhouse crossover and a Sonic Deadhouse crossover, guys. Hey, hey, never say never. Dennis does know people at Nintendo. Oh, that's true. That is true, <laughs> guys. Uh, Deadhouse is going to be switched. No longer it's going to be on PC or, or modern day consoles. We're just going back to the GameCube. Um, it'll be a GameCube a- exclusive release. Yes, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is so good. Reb, that's probably worth money. If you have like that on VHS, that's probably worth money on the collector's level. Oh, definitely. Because it's become one of those weird cult classic things Mm because it's actually kind of difficult to find and get your hands on. Yeah. 
And if you have the um the really the really short lived Roger Rabbit cartoon show on VHS, Dead House for Smash Bros. I I would Zorin love it for Smash Bros. Confirmed. Yes, right up there. That I, I would dig it. What would it? What would uh, his moves be though for Smash Bros? What would Zorin. Zorin's moves be? Oh, there's there's got to be some type of weird exsanguine, but that's going to get wrecked out in Nintendo straight away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not getting a- telekinesis. Yeah, telekinesis. God, okay. So if you guys haven't, if you guys didn't watch um, the last uh, gameplay demo, telekinesis is in the last gameplay demo, right? I'm I'm looking at it right now. Yes. So and and they they throw they throw telekinesis in there. It's the coolest thing. Like it's the just and then they just go flying. Like you guys gotta watch the last demo. Think how that's going to evolve because the way the demo is running at the minute, you're just using your base tarot cards. Each of those tarot cards are going to have nodes as their their own skill tree. Yes, yes, and and it will so, become stronger and cooler, and you'll be able to do different things and all. And speaking of which, while we're on the comedy side of that, I see now we actually had someone shout out to a Dizzy Spot from the Deadhouse Discord. Uh, do fan art, comedy, comic fan art for Deadhouse. Did you see that? Oh. I did not see that, but I am checking right now. Let me go to the fan art page. Fan art. Uh, there is a comic strip I see. Oh, Dizzy. Yeah. It's actually, like, I was shocked. That was the first one. Trusty old Deadhouse bot. Oh, are we only getting the shout out now? Are we? Yeah. Ah, that's okay. That, that, that bot doesn't like me. That bot will put everyone else live, like, when they're live after about five minutes, except me which mm. is usually half that an hour bot, to an hour later. That bot has a Varric. thing against you. Yeah, me and Varric. It doesn't like me or Varric for some reason. <laughs> oh, this is this is, this is is great little art. I like this. Way to go, Told Dizzy. You, right? Shout yeah. out to Dizzy in the Discord, man. That That is really awesome. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing more and more of that because the community's growing a lot lately now with uh, more of the gameplay coming out because a lot of people were naysaying for a long time because nothing mm-hmm. could be public. But now that everything's public, you know. Negative 15 minutes. Oh, negative 15 minutes for Wyvern Tamer for the uh That's impressive. That's probably a new record. That's probably a new record for us. It's yeah. normally about half an hour to an hour. Oh, totally. Oh, hey, guys, the stream is over. But hey, you can watch it now because the stream just ended. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bot. Thanks. Um, now, what was the other bits of the updates you want to talk about, Calypso? Well, I know the there was other, one or two. This surprised me. This surprised me. Um, let me actually find it. Uh, it was dropped on my face. I was on Facebook when this, when this dropped. And... Uh, just to make sure. Banshees, not that one. Nope, stream starting soon. Live now. Nope, Deadhouse, not another thing. Ah, okay, here we go. Apocalypse Studios defines a new approach to... uh, Apocalypse Studios defines a new approach to narrative in Deadhouse Sonata, and this was actually dropped on the Unity blog... Mm-hmm. On, on the Unity blog, on the Get Started tab, if you guys go to, to blog.unity.com, there is a Deadhouse Sonata thing. The creators of Eternal Darkness are on a mission to bring single-player storytelling to the multiplayer genre with their upcoming ARPG, um, Embracing a Future in the Cloud. Um, veteran mm-hmm. game developer Dennis Dyack is known for founding Silicon Knights, studios behind Dark Story, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, Blood Omen, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, Eternal Darkness, um, 
uh, and Paul, Paul uh, also uh, is coming back, I suppose. Um, and Ryan is coming back. Um, anyways, Triple I, lo- I love how you skipped over Paul's last name. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm sorry if you watch this. I don't want to butcher your last name. <laughs> um, We're going to get Paul there, on here just to specifically say yes, his last say, name. Please, so please say your last name. <laughs> so the, the the long story of me of me prattling on about this is that uh, Deadhouse Sonata. Today, the studio is ready to announce that they've chosen Unity to power their upcoming debut, and they're planning on leveraging the uh, HDRP or High Definition Render Pipeline for Unity for Deadhouse Sonata. So, um, we have gone through another engine swap. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. And it is now being developed in Unity, and I could not tell the difference between uh, whatever... uh, uh, Lumberyard or O3D was to now Unity. There's there's <laughs> physically just, no difference whatsoever. Just, just to iterate on that, O3D is actually a great engine, but the problem is it still needs a bit of time and work and development as it's such a new product. And it wasn't up to the standard where Deadhouse would have been able to be completed and be public as soon as the studio would have liked to have been. Fully still support O3D. It is a great engine. It will be fantastic. And especially if you're starting out learning to program and code in an engine, O3D is great because it is free and it is something for you to use and it is open source. The thing is, it still needs a bit more work. It needs a bit more time in the oven, so to speak, to get some of the things done. And in order to get Deadhouse out as quick as everyone would expect it and like it to be, uh, Unity offers so many options and so much potential and all like that because a lot of people overlook how amazingly utilitarian unity is like people think of unity they think of like metroidvanias they think of like small 2d games and phone games but keep in mind beat saber is built in unity like yes. a lot of people might think of, oh it's, it's just that's something dude that's a vr game and if you look at it from a game development standpoint that is very graphically intensive and technical mm-hmm you know, no, that, to, that to run to run VR wow. properly, you need a two thousand quadrillion dollar computer to run VR properly. <laughs> like, um, but no, you can't even get those anymore thanks to the chip shortage. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, yeah. thanks, guys. Um, uh, but I believe GPUs are actually back down to almost MSRP, so it might be possible <clears throat> to buy a, a new GPU. Um, you say Unity. I think of the Long Dark. I'm pretty sure that uses Unity. Yes, I believe the Long Dark does use Unity. The Long Dark is a great game. Yes, it me does. And, me and Sailor were talking about the long dark the other day and how like I, I love survival games and I, I, th- I love the look of the long dark and I love the little story around the long dark, but I'm not super into survival games as much as Sailor is, but it looks so gorgeous. I kind of want to jump into it anyway and play it. It's just the micromanaging of survivor games kind of mm. like bugs me. But um, Unity as an engine, ironically enough, is uh is pretty great and easy to use. I literally jumped on Unity for my own game developer purposes like last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's going from Unity to Unreal Engine 4 is like apples and oranges um, with with game engines. Um, Unity, the moment you boot up Unity, um, if you've never used a game engine before, you'll know where everything is because everything is incredibly uh, simplified I want to say, um, and that the text is easy to read. You have your panels that are distinctly like there. Everything looks it's very it's user super friendly. Super easy. It's very user it friendly. Can, yes, it's user friendly, but it can be as complicated as you want to make it if you want to get yes, to that level. There is no, and I th- I think we're at that point where 
where game engines um as a uh, like it doesn't matter unreal 4 unity uh 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 like indie game engines that all these other indie developers are, are developing fairly certain um, unities after getting a big update there recently as well yeah they are getting a, a giant update um uh, the thing the thing is is like it's not the game engine that you use anymore because we're, we're beyond that point of can it look modern or can it look like really yeah. pretty because all game engines can do that now we're we're, we're at that point where photo sensitivity or fo- photo realism um uncanny valley is possible with any engine doesn't really matter yeah that's it's, not a thing it's anymore. literally yeah it's literally just the power behind the user whoever is using it yep like while I believe that Unreal 5 has some total groundbreaking things that they're doing with like their nanotech and stuff like that, Unity is just like, it used to be like this for the scale of game engines. Now it's it's equal. <clears throat> it's literally whatever the user decides to do. There yeah, are some... I, always find, I always find them funny, right? Because like you've got all of these things that say in Unreal 5 and in all these other engines. It's like, oh, it can do this and it can do that. That's fantastic. But it all comes down to what the actual person yeah. making the game comes out is doing. Of. Yeah, because yeah, like you can have games. Heck, most of the games I like are not graphically intensive at all, but they just play really, really well. You yes. know, it's got to do with that. I'm actually more a fan of like unique art style. I don't like photorealism because anything that's photorealistic, after about four or five years, it looks crap. Oh yeah, no, it's going to age <laughs> itself completely. Yeah. Like art style goes a long way. Um, I was thinking about this the other day too. Like if you go back and like now we're, we're literally at that age where retro retro games are back in vogue and Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, it's, it's a, it's art style now to have that retro look from like quake or, or soul reaver back in the day, like old PlayStation one look, you know, like that is, that's new now. That's new again. Plug a game on your YouTube channel with, um, it was like a quake looking thing. Yes, uh, Gloomwood. I want to say Gloomwood. Was it Gloomwood? Gloomwood. Yeah. I thought that looked really cool. I like the idea that these guys are bringing this stuff forward. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's really cool that like that that old retro style is back. And uh, like I could like that's the thing with Deadhouse. Like I like the art style for Deadhouse. It's very. It's not realistic and it's not overly cartoony either. But it's stylized. I think you know, Dennis especially, would call it somewhere between Gothic and Grimdark. Yeah, Something Gothic and Grimdark. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, but it, it's stylized. When if, ten yeah. years from now, when people look, oh, this game came out in twenty whatever, whatever. Um, in ten years, they're gonna be like, wow, this looks really good because a good art style can carry you a million miles. You know. Um, you want to read that uh, out there? I, that's a great yeah. example. I beat a difficult boss in Dragon Fable just now. That's a flash game. Um, don't give me. Doesn't doesn't give me the best graphics. Um, give me the best in gameplay. Yes, gameplay yes. goes a long way. Also, there's a reason Doom from 30 years ago is still a classic because it has great gameplay. <laughs> you know, there's a reason people still go back and play Blood Omen One. There's a reason people still go back and play Soul Reaver and Soul Reaver Two, um, and like all the, all the old Legacy King games is because the gameplay outshines the the uh, visual fidelity and the graphics, and even I would argue that like even. Uh, those games still look good today. Like I'm thinking now with that whole little change in ownership and when we seen Blood Omen come up on GOG.com, I'm, can, I, can, can I get a copy of Blood Omen on my Switch, please? Yeah. Yes, please. Oh, yes. Blood Omen is now available on GOG.com. Um, you can buy it. It's, it's $6. It's $7. Legend, Reb. Absolute legend. My nine-year-old plays my original, original Doom game. game. Exactly. Yes. 
that's how it should be raising him right yes (laughs) but that's the way they go like i'm liking the fact that a lot of people are doing that because whenever you pointed up a a video a while ago about the guys that read on blood yes yes like i love that art i love that art style that's it's it's a very it's a very unique cheesy kind of 90s art style so when you think about it you think of doom you think of juke nukem 3d you're thinking blood like that whole kind of cartoon but mildly pixelated mm-hmm. you know i there's something about that that speaks to me i just love that kind of art style yeah no me too um i love i love uh hands i love the hands in like old first person shooters because you can <laughs> clearly tell that they just took a picture of their hands and then just shrunk it down to pixel I lo- size. I love it where you get like the hair on the back of the hand yep, and stuff. Yep. It's like, doom, doom, first, doom. first person mode right here. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> um, and, the, and the cool little bit of graphics. I remember thinking about it at the time like years ago. Like this come We're like, oh my God, because the hands move ever so slightly when they're walking. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's great. No, it's it my seems favorite. so trivial nowadays, but like that's that was my amazing. favorite. That's my favorite little animation is you have the gun and it's slowly just bobbing back and forth or whatever, bouncing up and down. Just to give people the the sensation of movement as they're going back and forward, like, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. even back then, like they, they were technically 2D games on a 3D plane because they were mm-hmm. done in a very strange particular way. Like the uh, Romero and Carmack. Yeah, like you falsify it or whatever. So Um, imagine what those guys of this generation, because we don't even know them yet. They're like kids coming out of school now. But those guys of this generation are going to come up with some insane stuff. And one of the greatest parts that is, like you pointed out with Unity and all, and again, plugging O3D, Back in the day, it was difficult to get your hands on a game engine or the ability to even use one with like powerful computers and stuff like that. You would have to get mm-hmm. involved in like a really good university or like intern at a games company and hope that like someone lets you mess around with it. Like, you know, when no one else is using the computer. Now you can download all of this stuff onto your home PC. Yeah. Like there is almost no barrier to entry these days if you really yes. want to do this. I have three game engines installed on my computer right now. <laughs> so it's, it's, easy as pie yeah and you don't even have what would be considered like a top of the line pc no i don't i have i have mid-range and i can i can run anything pretty smoothly like which is which is which is the i think the best part is like you can build an average pc for like 500 bucks um even even cheaper if you go all used components um and and download any game engine you want for free and start making games yeah, legitimately um, as well. You do. don't even need you don't even need to pirate them. Most of them, if you're uh, one person using stuff at home, there is a licensed free version for anyone to download to get into. Because even the games companies want you to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? they need more they need more employees. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you can even you can even strive to be a, an indie developer. Like there are so many indie developers who struck gold and made it with their game and now they're gangbusters minecraft yeah minecraft (laughs) the guy the guy who made stardew valley i did the guy who made stardew valley um and my friend showed me this uh made you want to know how much money he made um in the like two years ago or last two years mike god he uh 1.4 million dollars off of, Star- off of off of Stardew Valley, and it's one guy. It's just one guy doing Stardew Valley. Holy crap! Yeah, I wonder how much that dude that made Five Nights at Freddy's made. 
uh, <laughs> I mean, he before or after he gave it all the way to uh, charity, let's say. Um, well, he made a crap he? ton of money, though. Yeah. But did he? Was there some yeah. bad things about this I didn't hear? Yes. He, uh, okay. He, okay. Not we'll, to, glance yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll glance over that. We'll glance over that. But yeah. uh, with those indie studios, like with guys that are like one person, two person, five person teams, like they have come out with some amazing stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight's a studio of like five people, you know, um, praised as one of the greatest Metroidvanias around. At the yes. Moment. Yes. And it's fantastic. Uh, gosh, there's, but no, there's so many games that like Google this. There's so many games that come out of unity as an engine, like escape from Tarkov is a survival first person shooter. Um, and it's made in unity. And I guarantee you, you would not know that because it looks Fantastic. Hollow Knight, Escape from Tarkov, City Skylines, Rust, Untitled Goose Game, Battlestar Galactica, Hearthstone, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Pray for the Gods, Ghost of a Tale, Subnautica, Ori in the Blind Forest. Yep, just keeps going uh, and going. My friend and going. Pedro, Escape Plan. There's a lot of games that I don't know. Pillars mm. of Eternity. Yep, yep. Rebel Space Program. Pokemon Go. Ooh, didn't know that was Unity. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot. Oh, yeah. There is a lot. And speaking of which, that will also give a head into anyone that wants to get into any type of game development, even if you don't have any of the tech know-how, is with Deadhouse, you will be able to make your own... Ultimately, yes. the plan is to have your own levels and stuff like that, so you can pretty much play DM. You can be the dungeon master to like set up levels and stuff like that for your friends. And that's all. that's what I'm excited about for Dead House is all the, the mentally building content. I had for a year now. No, same. I want to. There's so many little things that I want to do when we actually get our hands on the tools to make levels or make content or or mod Dead House or something like that'll be the thing I'm excited for. Like so, the most in the near future. Then right, we mm-hmm. go beyond the demo. We go to release. Give me five things you want to see. Uh, official release? Yeah. Uh, like is in age one. Age one. Well, okay, age one. Okay, age one. Um, <laughs> what are five I would things like, you'd love to see? Okay, a very, a very bare bones uh, level editor. Not, not nothing, nothing uh, too crazy. Just give me, give me a very bare bones level editor with all the assets to make a level. Um, and then have to be able to click a button to procedurally generate it. So once I lay it down once, I just click it in random yeah. places, something very bare bones like that. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two uh, go, is... Go in the chat as well, by the way. Give me five things that you'd all like to see as well. Yes, good idea. Get in the chat. Um, I want to read some of these out. Right. So number one, very bare bones level editor for age one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is at least... At least... Um, I would say all the playable classes, even if they're very rough around the edges for age one, all the playable classes. Um, number three uh, is, gosh, that's tough. Maybe a, some cut more customization options, like a, a good a good amount, a good list of customization options or something for your for your crypt or your little house or whatever. Oh, um, I thought you were talking about character. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. That number four. Okay, no, no, that's number three. Customization for character and home, even if it's mm-hmm. very bare bones and very limited. Um, oh, I can number, see there. Really, I'd say uh, number four. Uh, 
Number four is oh, at least three hairstyles. Yeah, for why why I'm talking about like that. Oh no, number there four will. would be. Oh man, um, uh, uh, a, a a challenge mode for for a dungeon raid. Oh, kind of like a, a Tower of Darkness type thing where you just like, yeah. like, like kind of like the combat arena, but you actually physically go into like different locations. Yeah, something like that. Cool. Um, that'd be cool. Uh, and Ooh, right and I guess Tower of Darkness mode. Tower of Darkness. Yeah, uh, the dark, the not the Dark Tower, no. but the Tower of Darkness. Legally, just to <laughs> the, stay away from that one. The, the Tower Mr. of King Darkness might get a bit uh, litigious. Uh, and then number five um, is the combat arena that we have now mm-hmm. um and just i guess all the all the characters Ooh, wait no um the combat arena but i can customize it with my little custom level editor thing and oh. i can i can i can make user submitted challenges for the combat arena oh so customizable like, tower of darkness yes yes there ah. all that wrapped up into one there yes customizable Wouldn't tower it of darkness be really cool if in your crypt <clears throat> you had a door that led to the combat arena a door to darkness and you into the tower of darkness and you could then customize an altar that and then what you could do with that is you could invite your friends in to your mm. crypt and that you could run them to get them to go through your tower of darkness and there could be some kind of reward you can set and then yeah. even if you're not online but you're on your friends list they could do your tower of darkness so let's say you put up like um let's just call it like a thousand gold and a sword or something like you you put like stash into the kitty so to speak that if anyone can get either beat it or beat like a particular parameter you set like they must get past at least like eight waves or something that they will get that reward and there would be some kind of scoreboard for that wouldn't that be kind of cool that'd be cool i would like that five rounds without losing bloodlust auto continues the wave one hit kills kills only physical tarot cards yeah Mm. how cool would that be like you can you can you have to go through the tower of darkness only in mist form (laughs) and you have to find a way to is there oh wait 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 environmental damage environmental traps or whatever Mm -hmm. you can only go through the tower of darkness in mist form and you can only and you have to kill people by using the environmental traps because you're only you're trapped only in mist form but don't forget in kane in mist form was no no it wasn't in kane but i do know that there were things in that later on but in symphony of the night there was a poison mist form oh oh yeah so there could be a poison mist form there could be a steam form where the mist is actually boiling there could be a blood mist form is I'm thinking of Scarlet Rot from Elden Ring now, but you get the idea. There's like yeah. all these different, there's a lot of potential. <clears throat> you can do damage in those forms. I just don't know what that would look like yet, but I'm yeah, assuming I... that you will be able to like, the, the idea will be that damage can be done throughout all three realms. It's yeah. just how that damage takes place and what way that would look like, you know? <clears throat> One of the uh, things that I really want to see is 
I want to see some type of beneficial or useful interactive social hub. Now, not just like your crypt where you like do missions from your crypt and all like that, but a social hub that you can go to where other players go to, because this isn't an MMO. So like there won't be like hundreds of other players walking around like that, but having a particular area where when you go there, it's kind of like in Warframe where it sets up a server and multiple people can exist in the same place at each time, you know? I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Give me that. And Body then, snatch your mist form, and now your lungs yeah. are mine. I took your breath. That's really cool. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, God, I was thinking, I had something in my head with telekinesis, like a dumb little challenge. Like you just knock them off the, have to knock them out of the arena or whatever with telekinesis or like. Non lethal kills. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to like kill that. them without actually like causing them direct physical harm, indirect deaths. Yeah. You want to see it like they had it in, didn't, wasn't it in Soul Reaver where you could like knock guys with your telekinesis on the spikes on the wall? And yeah, stuff no, like I that. loved it. Yeah, exactly. Give me that, you know, for death. What about an interactive tutorial? I think that should be a base standard in every game now. I don't think yeah. there should be like tutorials. I don't think there should be any spell. I think there should be a kind of intuitive tutorial. Like, yes. I don't know how many people have tried it, but I think Warframe has possibly one of the best ones I've seen in more modern games. Yeah, I, that, I, I'll be honest. The, the only thing I've ever played with Warframe is the first 20 minutes or so of the tutorial. Have you played the recent ones where they've changed? They've actually changed the whole start of the game. I have not. It's, it's very it's very interactive it kind of it's it's a story you're playing a level but it also shows you what you're doing pacifist mode no damage from your attacks beware of pits yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh elden ring has a, a it's a slightly more blunt on the nose version because like you go to an area and a big pop-up shows up on the screen i don't like that I'd rather it hint at something like something glows and a little pop-up of kind of hinting at, Hey, over here, look at this. And then you see the challenge in front of you guiding you that way to do it. It's like, this is a gun. Hey, look, that's a target. You know, Navi you know shows that up. Kinda... <laughs> Hey, listen. <laughs> no, uh, I, I would. Okay. I haven't played Elden ring, but um, isn't the thing in Elden, isn't there the thing in Elden ring where, there was a statistic, I guess, that they showed up where everybody skipped the tutorial because there was no waypoint towards the tutorial and you just walk out of you had like a flight of stairs and then you had a giant pit and that was yeah. the, the tutorial. But everybody said, I don't want to let's just go up the stairs. So everybody skipped yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I knew because I knew exactly. So like you walk into an yeah. area, you open the door and you walk into a room and laid out in front of you is this big stretch of land on the ground. <clears throat> And then in front of you, there's a glowy thing like a tree. It's actually a tiny baby herd tree and steps up to a door. And then to your right, there's a big hole in the ground. And there's a ghost dude sitting in a chair, like leaning over like this. And if you go over to the ghost dude, he's pointing down. So you're like, hmm. And then you look down, it's like, I might die from here. This is a Souls (laughs) game. Let's go for it. And jumped in and I went through the tutorial. But apparently, yeah, loads of people missed that <laughs> oh wow and if you miss that and you walk straight out like if you've played souls games before you you'll know exactly what to do if you have not you're in trouble mm-hmm. you are in trouble because a lot of these games teach you by doing 
So the first guy insults you, but he doesn't attack you and teaches you there are NPCs in the game. And then the next thing is a big giant dude on a horse covered in armor. And he is to teach you that not all conflict has to be resolved now. It's to teach you that it is okay to sneak around and avoid things. Mm -hmm. Like that's logic, but I've seen YouTube videos of complete idiots that go, why can't I beat this dude in a horse? It's because you're level one, dude. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be able to beat him now. Unless you're that Elden Ring player uh, who wears a bucket on his head or something. Let me me solo her. Yes, let me solo her. Absolute legend. I'm I'm nearly like I would actually go and buy it on PC and level my way through specifically to get to that just to see that dude in person. Yeah, no. He's become an internet legend. Yes, he has. And I think they even gave him his own statue in Elden Ring. Like he's literally a legend in the game now. That's really cool. But that just shows when people start to like crap all over the community the community isn't that bad there are really nice people the community is how you treat it if you come in with a toxic attitude you're going to get toxicity back if -hmm. you come in nice and friendly you will get that back i have had no bad experiences with elden ring multiplayer even with challenging with getting invaded and stuff like that the guys like I haven't even had anyone try to be nasty or cheap they've all like legit tried to fight except for that's a shout out to Mert who was in the chat there a little while ago. I don't know if he's still here. Um, him and myself and one of the, one of our friends uh, were colleagues were playing it together. And some poor dude invaded us right before we were about to attack a boss. Mm. And the three of us were all high level. <laughs> and this dude, he, he was he so out of his league. Like we were <laughs> near finished the game. Like, it just, oh, oh bad bad choice he got wellied because uh myself and uh mert there were both running unga bunga builds Mm -hmm. and our other friend was running a bleed build which is so fantastically broken in the game it's not funny so like didn't stand a chance (laughs) no um uh what is it oh god i was gonna say something about tutorials yeah tutorials okay i remember now so the best tutorials in video games um, are obviously the ones that are interactive that like teach you while playing. Um, but what I don't like is that a lot of tutorials patronize you by giving you the text. Um, I feel yeah. I feel tutorials. Uh, I, I even think Dark Souls or whatever does this, where like there's a yeah. tutorial, but there's not a tutorial because there's no hand holding or something. Um, <clears throat> with that said, Blood Dragon is still the best tutorial ever. No, uh, uh, <clears throat> no, Thief. Um, one of my favorite games, obviously, is uh, is Thief: The Dark Project from way back in the day, right? The tutorial for that game is the first level of that game. Now, you have a very basic one where you can say play tutorial, and it'll go through. Um, here's how you sneak. Here's how you climb a rope. Here's how you avoid enemies. Here's how you do combat, and it frames it in the way that it's teaching you how to do these things while uh, the, the narrative is you are learning from a society that does this. So it still keeps you in the character. But that's the real tutorial is the first level. Um, and by playing the first level with no hand-holding whatsoever, you learn um, what sounds make what, uh, what why, how guards really sound when they're around the corner. You can lean against the door and hear against the door. Like, like to really uh, get through that, you just got to play the game and learn on your own. Um, 
and vice versa. I love Soul Reaver, but one of the negative things of Soul Reaver is the tutorial level. Yes, it does it very narrative driven and it, and it, you know, in lore shows you, here's how you drink souls. Here's how you move blocks. Here's to avoid water. You have to do this through all these great, great cutscenes that teach you all this crap. But when you replay those games, um, you have to go through that over and over and over again. So it gets really, it's like, I, I love Soul Weaver, but I hate the first 20 minutes because it's just the tutorial and I'm going through it a million, million times. But with Thief, the first level tutorial is just another level. So I feel like for Deadhouse, for instance, the tutorial shouldn't actually be a tutorial just to make make the first like area give some narrative in there or whatever, but just have us play and have us figure it out on our own. You know what I mean? Have it be a Dark Souls-like experience where you just play and you just figure it out on your own. And if you get really good at it, you know uh, that this thing does this and that thing does that and when to do this and when to do that. So it's like... When we replay Dead House or we want to go back and start a new character or something, we're not um, going through tutorial. We're just going through the first level. I think hmm. that's good game design, personally, for me. That's what I was going to ask you as you were going through that about Thief. I was like, how would this look for Dead House? Yeah. I would basically like, put the, exactly what you were saying, but I'd put it as like the origin story. So yeah. the first level for each like class should be kind of their origin in a way or at least like the beginnings of them like mm-hmm. Kane, you know waking up in the crypt type scenario um have it that and have that as the instinctual tutorial where it kind of hints at stuff but doesn't outright tell you anything yeah it just hints like something gets illuminated on a wall this is a lever you can use levers you know it doesn't need to pull up a wall of text not like that just have you know it highlighted and i've seen some things in games and i thought elden ring done this fantastically well but apparently a lot of people didn't because they didn't pick up on it that game guides you at the beginning very well about what directions you're supposed to go to go like go this way and then go that way and all now i i didn't realize i was following the cues until later on and i watched other people playing the game and it's like oh the game leads you down this direction and then sends you this direction i didn't even think about that i thought i was making these choices that's good game design where i think i'm doing something because i chose to do so but it's actually the devs in an open world funneling you in a particular direction but without making you even realize you're being pushed that way yeah that's that's, that's, phenomenal yes that's good game design um i didn't realize that's that's a a, (laughs) sorry go on clips no i was gonna say i didn't realize until like towards the ending of doom 2016 that the color green was where you were supposed to go because my brain just it just, just instinctually picked it just it up. instinctually picked it up and that's good game yeah. design and i agree I was, with you uh rebecca yeah. was like but what if someone took a break and then came back to the game how would they replay the tutorial the trick with this is that how do you go back and you re- replay the tutorial without actually having a tutorial is because uh and and you, you guys are your minds are going to be blown um, if you go back and you play a game that you haven't played for three months, the only thing you're really forgetting is the controls and like how to move around. But after about five minutes, it's like riding a bike and you already know everything. So if you have a really good first level that really hammers in all the mechanics and they do it in an organic way, um, 
that's the word I was looking for, organic. And they do it in an organic way. The only thing you'll have to remember when you jump back three months later is like, oh, how do I run? How do I shoot? How do I do this or whatever? Um, and by you know just running, messing around for about five minutes or so, it'll start to click in your brain and you'll get back on the horse. I think there should be practice levels and it doesn't even need to be a practice level. Just have an optional beginner level that's repeatable Mm -hmm. for you to be able to do for that too. And I also think this is a big problem I have with RPGs and I probably think that's probably one of the best parts to the Witcher three is when you load back into the game, it gives you a recap. I love that. Yes. So I I do think more games should do that now. Not exactly like the Witcher, because obviously they're not all as narrative driven as the Witcher, but just Mm -hmm. catch you up, give you a highlight reel of like, where am I? What am I doing again? You're like, show me the last three bosses I killed and where I saved, you know, the overview on the thing is like, dum, 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 you know, like a, like a, would you watch like an anime? It shows like, you know, the recap of what's previously on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah, like that that kind of like highlight reel because like it would be very easy to do because there's major beats for most games irrelevant of how open it is and all like that like again bringing back to Elden Ring as a more recent example of an open world game just like just a quick highlight of the last three bosses slain will tell you oh right yeah I done this and then this and this yeah I was going that way you know is it mm-hmm. something like that or you know in any of these other games what levels did you complete things like that to kind of catch you up between that and the tutorial level you can jump straight back in but I do agree with you Rebecca I think that is something that a lot of games should do as a kind of a refresher to get you to jump back in mm-hmm. yeah I forgot about the uh that Witcher 3 thing and to tell you I booted up I booted up Witcher 3 yesterday because I haven't played it since like January and I was like where am I and then like the the narrative was like Geralt is looking for a really ugly baby and I'm like oh okay I remember what I have to do now (laughs) and then with that with that very short Geralt is looking for an ugly baby (laughs) description uh all the memories of what I had previously done from the past couple of months or whatever just came back to my head and like it's it's crazy how our brains work and how just narratively that all that kind of stuff works. Um, uh, last, the last stage, you are awake. The giants started roaming the land. This recent age, the dead have been brought to war with this new house encroaching on their territory. Yes, yeah, something, something similar like that. to that. Very yeah. easily done, especially with the story, because there will have to be synopsis of each particular part of the story. Mm-hmm. So something like that would be fantastic. Like, and it could be uh, very specific to you because like there could be particular things on what like let's say the last boss you beat or something you know when last you awoke you had slain blah blah, blah. you know this kind of yeah it's easy done like if you first if you first start if you first start your journey as a vampire and then you come back to it and like the tutorial level or whatever uh or the intro for the vampire character, it should it should be, um, um, uh, like for the recap narrative or something. It should be something like, uh, oh God, what is it? Uh, I uh, you awake to the pain of a new existence, a dark womb of like dankness and despair, or or whatever oh, the hell Elkan says in the first five seconds of, of I awakening to the and starting of a new existence in a yeah. dark womb of darkness and decay. Yeah, I'm exactly. Dude, 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 that is going on my card. If there is a profile card of anything 
that's that's going on and it has to yeah <laughs> like give me give me that give me like like even even little flourishes of 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 that like i i'm stuck on this witcher idea of yours now thanks thanks mike thanks the witcher um of uh, I think maybe uh, for Dead House, like uh, for the players that are coming back into the game, give us a little uh, pop up narrative, like in The Witcher Three, where it says yada yada yada, ugly baby or whatever. Um, and while it's doing that, give us uh, screenshots of uh, like maybe auto save checkpoints or something within the games that like it like or or a boss that you killed or a, a specific moment of you getting the health potion or the or drinking the blood or you know your little journey as a character for a vampire or wraith or whatever um was it, as uh, well as some little uh, f- flower narrative or something wasn't it in the proctor it's like ah oh, no proctor i knew him well well not really yeah <laughs> enter game you know it's like cool stuff like that would be really neat and uh, and with that our narrative on this podcast is uh, is wrapping up and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. And bye. No, outro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I have been Calypso, and you can follow me on social media. And of course, thanks for checking out. You can check out Deadhouse Sonata at deadhouse.com. Um, you can check out Deadhouse Sonata at Deadhouse Game on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me, Calypso, on Twitter. Um, at Necrolibriatus. I'm also on Twitch at Calypso694. Um, you can follow Faceless Mike at the Faceless Mike on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to follow us, Deadhouse Whispers, on YouTube. Um, if you Google anything Deadhouse Sonata, you can find me on YouTube. Also, I show up. And- if you if you go to YouTube and put in Deadhouse Sonata after the official stuff, you find Calypso. Yes. So <laughs> it's do literally all that. the second tab on the second bit on the search <laughs> <laughs> outro is overrated just leave okay bye everyone <laughs> um no and uh and with all that yes uh don't forget to uh check out deadhouse nada on the discord guys um join us as a community join the forums give your feedback on the forums um go watch the demo videos the demo is pretty awesome there's telekinesis now it looks really cool and don't um, forget you can join up as well Yep. Don't forget to check out a supporters pack if you wish. $30 is the lowest tier. Not that bad. But um, I think, uh, don't forget, that's for now. Mm-hmm. This will eventually be available to everyone. Yes. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> two, two years go by. No. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah. Uh, so thank you for uh, checking us out. Thank you for listening. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify, thanks for following um and thanks for subscribing if you're watching this on the dead house whispers youtube and uh we will see you guys in the next one